All right. Welcome back. Rap City Podcast. That's right. We are still Rap City Podcast. We have been made the announcement that we're going to not be Rap City Podcast, but we are no further along in our endeavor to rebrand, remarket, change it up, get out there to a bigger audience. Uh, but we are, it's still high on the priority list, but we will get there uh, shortly. So stay tuned for that. Moving forward, Deno Kitch joining very, very shortly. We will recap the NBA where we recap that we are not doing a very good job of recapping the NBA, which um, we're going to get better at. Uh, we talked some NFL week two. We continue to go through the backyard gambling segment. We talk a little U.S. Open golf, which again, I must admit, was not high on my priority list this past weekend, so I, my insight was poor at best. Uh, but the gambling segment, uh, we go through the results, what we like coming up, a new uh, gambling contest is in the offing. Uh, and then we were supposed to go into the Brock Webble pop culture segment that we've been promising, uh, top five TV shows of all time. We don't get there. Once again, that got bumped, but we are uh, we are going to make a concerted effort to include that. Otherwise, Brock will just become our, he'll become the Matt Damon of the Jimmy Kimmel show, but he'll become the, the Matt Damon of the Rap City or whatever name we're going to be show. So uh, there we go. And then we move into what drives you in any other business, uh, which gives a quick uh, golf recap uh, of how I'm doing in my my new with my new friends here. Uh, so here we go. But first, uh, the man who cost me my nine game parlay. Uh, it opens things up with uh, I think it's a question when he's barking at people. Um, if it is a question, uh, Kirk Cousins, the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings, then my answer is no. I don't like that. You like that? You like that? Kitch. Hello. The gnome. (laughs) (laughs) That was a nice little bark at the end. That was uh, was good. Hi, boys. Well, here we are. And as I mentioned in the intro, we are no further along in our quest to relaunch the pod, have a new name, and uh, take it big time. But we will will endeavor to do that. So uh, in the meantime, we're just plain old Rap City. Uh, as we were, which we'll talk about that in a second. Cause, uh, maybe a I have day a cu- 200. Maybe a day 200. So we're at day 194 of ARG right now. Maybe maybe day 200 is our is our transition day. It's got it's to be before day 200. We have to, because uh, Stacy uh, is not happy with us. Stacy's our producer, our guru. And they're basically telling us they can't do anything until we give them a name that they can actually go and market and set up on ads and whatnot. So we do need to address that. But I can tell you right now, I've had a couple of people say, don't change the name. They love Rap City. <laughs> we don't need to hear that. That's just Deno, where are you on the name? Any idea, Do you have any thoughts on this? I'm a silent investor, so I'm, I'm indifferent. <laughs> but do you think the name matters? Yeah, I think it does. I think it does. Yeah. Deno, our uh, Steely gave me Raptors bench strength this week. Raptors Ooh, bench strength. That's a lot. I don't mind it. RBL. Raptors bench strength podcast. RBS. Yeah. I was like, where's the L come from? <laughs> it doesn't really roll off the tongue. <laughs> Might be tough for a logo. If you have a lisp, try saying that with a lisp. It'll be tough. <laughs> you know, I think I do have a bit of a lisp. I, every time I listen back to it, I sound like I, I have a little bit of a lisp on the, on the pod. <laughs> you're, just, you're just analyzing yourself, bro. You're fantastic. Oh, Look at positive dental. Awesome dental. Positive dental. Awesome dental. He's dental. back, baby. He's back. <laughs> I'm back. All right, so we're going to dive in. Seeing as we're Rap City and we are an NBA centric podcast, I think we have to talk NBA at the top. But I'm going to openly admit my luster for the NBA has waned dramatically since Game Seven of the Raptors series. 
I've watched a smattering of the action, except for the last uh, Laker game, which I do want to talk. I, I do want to talk about that Laker uh, Nuggets here because I do have a prediction. But why don't we start, Kitch, with you? Let's let's evaluate the Eastern Conference. Give us your thoughts. Two uh, one going into tomorrow night, the Heat and Celtics. I've actually been watching that series. I, I'm kind of disinterested in the West. I don't know why. Maybe because I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch the Lakers win, and I still think they're the team that is going to win. So I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not that interested in watching it. But the East, I really like the matchup. I think the teams are very even from an offensive scoring standpoint, from a defensive standpoint. The Celtics went down two nothing in the series. I actually bet on the Celtics to win the series after that at plus two ninety, thinking that uh, mm, they got a chance. Of, they got a chance coming back. Um, that one interest me because I, I i find it entertaining i find it's a good matchup um it's not a bunch of really superstars that are dominating the game it's it's well balanced so uh, i'm enjoying that series i'm watching that one but i honestly haven't watched one lakers nuggets minute yet i don't think oh we're almost the exact opposite huh. yeah like i think you know that that boston series big uh you know, even matchup and stuff but anytime you go down to right you gotta now win four or five it's the same thing the Raptors went through. It's tough to win four to five. The Heat had only lost one game, like one game in their first uh, their first two rounds. So I think it's going to be tough. I think Boston can still win that in seven. I, wa- I watched game three again. Like they they had to win that game, but they, they looked pretty pretty balanced in that game three. So I think I think they still can can have a chance. I'm not sure what they are now, Kitch, to win that to win plus, that series. Uh, I wrote down plus one. They're like plus one ten. So it's plus oh. one ten from over the series now. Wow. That's ridiculous. Yeah. The the heat are minus minus one thirty. Denno, we should let's ride the heat again, Denno. Yeah, I'm gonna take <laughs> let's take the heat again. I'm all over that. I'm definitely doing Marcotte doesn't like that. It's minus one thirty. So it's got a minus. It's got a minus. It's a negative. <laughs> well Marcotte's thrilled. He bet the uh game two, he bet the heat comeback at five to at half, come at five to one when they came back at one game two. So Marcotte's wow. thrilled. Yeah. Wow. And I'm sure I am sure he's protecting that win and he'll have that account will be flush for a while now with that. But um <laughs> yeah. so I watched most of game two. Didn't watch a second of game three when the whole Hayward came back thing. But I looked I checked the stat line. It didn't look like I mean, I think he impacts the game, obviously, but it wasn't a huge stat line that he did it. But I think there's a comfort obviously there with him. Here's what I think. I think Boston should have won both, could have easily won games one and two. So you can make the argument there they could uh, easily be up two one as opposed to down two one. That being said, I hate the argument of the team could have or should have been up a certain, you know, you are what you are. Teams find a way to win sometimes because they're the better team. Like I find, I've always found that like, even you go back to the Jordan days, like those teams, you think, oh, finally they're, you know, someone's got them on the rope. So they're down 10 in the fourth quarter. Next thing that team finds a way to win. And I'm sure the Knicks must have said a hundred times, oh, we should have won game. Like, I think overall the Heat are the better team. I think they're deeper. And I think uh, they're probably slightly better coached in this environment. So uh, my money will be Deno after tonight. We were definitely betting the, the heat to win that series, but I find it tough because I think the Raptors actually would have matched up. Okay. With, um, yep. uh, with the heat and not that we want to turn this into Raptors thing, but it is a little hard to watch because I think, Oh my God, if we were there, we could probably beat the, we'd like we'd be right there in the finals. It's a, it's a weird, uh, it's, I think it's a, it's a pretty evenly matched up series. And I do think it probably goes six for sure. Maybe seven, but I think the heat will come out on top of that one. You know, unless Tatum takes the series over, uh, that's that's I think the Celtics sort of only hope. I, I think the, I think the reason the line's so low is is the Celtics. They were up in Game One. They were up by sixteen at one point. In Game Two, I think it was fourteen. It was at least twelve. Oh, yeah. 14 They were up by. So they they had big leads that they didn't hold on blowing. So I think I think people feel that all right. We get they're gonna. But you know what doesn't make sense after Game Two. 
the Heat are minus 400 to win the series, yet they're underdogs going into game three. Now they're minus 130 to, to win the series. So it doesn't like if there was some sort of gambling opportunity for us there, I think that we maybe missed. I don't know what it is. It's too big for my brain, but I think we that missed it. Part, we always talk about this. That is the whole betting public is going to bet on Boston, right? Like it's that line for them to win in seven. That should be at least 150, I think, right now, or once, I don't know, 160, 170 or something. Like, like it's got to be at least that. Oh, I bet it's more than that. It should be for them to, for. Um, I think you mean to win the series, uh, not win in seven. Yeah, just win yeah, win yeah, in series. Yeah, sorry, to win the series, yeah. right? And then, Kitch, would you say it was Buck? One, 110 plus 110. Yeah. yeah, that's terrible. That's terrible odds. Yeah, for a team that's two games away from losing, it's got to win three of the next four. Yeah, that seems it's not like it's been pretty evenly matched. I mean, I know Boston won the last game a little bit more easily. And I guess you you could look at the first half of game two saying they dominated. But again, I mean, it's two and one, two and one for a reason because you yep. lost two games. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, again, yeah, that was our, our deep analysis. This is where we, we maybe, uh, I think, to broaden our scope here, we, we're going to have to do deeper dives on some of these things. <laughs> like when we talk about this stuff, I think we really have to go and we have to break some of the stuff down. I'll, I'll cover the East. I'll, I'll, I'll cover the East. I know, but I think we actually have to, I know, but I think we actually have to break down the game. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think we have to, we, I think we have to go, Hey, you know what? In game three, here's what happened. Here's why, you know, so we actually, it sounds like we know what we're talking about. Not like just, Oh yeah. You know, that's two one. Uh, who'd you bet? <laughs> I don't know if that's <laughs> not the Raptors. Not the Raptors. <laughs> All right. Well, let me take you to the West because I actually have watched a little bit more of that. And I watched most of game two the other evening where it was an awesome back and forth game. I'll tell you what, Jokic is making money in this playoffs right now. I mean, I know Murray's been awesome, but Jokic at the end of that uh, Clippers series and now the first couple of games of this series, he's he's been their best player. What he was doing at the end of game two, I mean, he put that whole team on his back. He had it. I mean, he had it right there. And in theory, he almost got the block on Davis at the end of uh, when, you know, when they were down when he hit that three. But I just want to break down that. Here's my deep, my deep analysis of that. As soon as they went up one and they came down, they missed that shot. It goes out of bounds. There's 2.1 seconds. I said to the boys, I'm like, oh, this is going to be, this is not going to end well for the Nuggets. I just, you just had that feeling they didn't get the rebound. They should have got the rebound. But then there are only two guys that you have to guard. If anyone else on that team beats you, it's totally okay. Right. It's like an OGB. It's like, oh, Celtics going, okay, well, we made them do something crazy. And they went in like, you can, you can wrap your head around that. How does Plumley? I don't know if you guys saw the play, but how does Plumley, who is guarding Davis, goes underneath some? It wasn't even a screen; just goes underneath and falls off like he's now guard protecting the middle. As Davis runs out to the three point line, he's now wide open. Jokic, who's guarding the inbounder, has to jump out and almost gets there. Like I do think that's where coaching uh, comes into play a little bit. And you gotta, you gotta know who you've got out there, what player has to, and you gotta tell Plumlee, you know, don't leave him, don't switch, you're staying, what, whatever it is. But all Malone was doing, he was up on the sidelines just doing this. I know you don't want to call a timeout there to give them a chance to set a play, but you know what? I almost think it would have been better to call a timeout and set your defense. I know you, it's a no win situation because if, you, if they make the shot out of the timeout, you look like an idiot, but clearly they didn't set their defense. And next thing you know, one of the only two guys that you can't let beat you is taking a wide open three and buries it. They interviewed Plumlee afterwards asking what happened. I guess either he was told or he was trying to defend the all the oop, he was saying, right? But like, but still, like, you gotta. 
Who was that asking him? Shashevsky? Was it Shashevsky on the phone going, that's not what we fucking taught you, Duke? <laughs> yeah, you yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're making me look bad. You're killing my recruiting. There, right uh, there's too many Plumleys, so I don't know. <laughs> well, you know what? There's going to be one less in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <Tell you> that. <laughs> yeah, that was horrible. Catch you. I know you haven't watched it, but I'm with you. I know what you said earlier, so I'll let you talk. But I hate LeBron so much, and it's just painful to watch because yeah. just like, you know what? The Lakers are going to win it all. They're going to win it all. I still think Boston or Miami gives them a good challenge. Yeah, I do too. I think, I think they give them a good challenge. I, do they win it all? Hopefully not. But uh, the heart of me wants to see the East beat beat Lakers for sure. So uh, I won't write them off in the. I won't write the East off in the finals. I think they'll give them a, a bit of a challenge there. And boys, we uh, wrote off Denver on this pod like when they were down three <laughs> one. Yeah, twice, twice. at like, least three <laughs> times. At least three times, right? So if they win tonight, you never know. But yeah, we totally wrote them off like so many times. Well, here's yeah. my prediction. I do. I do think this series goes seven. I think the Lakers really. Win seven. Oh wow, wow! I think Denver's going to win tonight. I think it's going to go two twelve over two twelve and a half as well. You know what? I believe in this Denver team. I don't think that shot's going to shake them. To the, I mean, they've been in worse spots. Down 2-0 is way better than being down 3-1. So I don't think it's going to shake them to that point. I think they win tonight. And then I don't know if they win game four, but I think this goes seven. That's my prediction. Deno, bet it. You know, you Lakers and seven. That'd be, that'd be a good bet. Cool. Yeah, yeah, you bet Lakers there. and seven right now. You, yeah, yeah. If that happened, you'd make some money. Yeah, you could for sure. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'd bet Lakers and seven right now. If it got there, I'd be great because I would hedge out. <laughs> you don't would, hedge. Who are you no, talking I would on about? that one. I would on that because I'd want Denver to win. I wouldn't want to be cheering for. The only reason you'd hedge is you needed some cash. Yeah. <laughs> cash out early. <laughs> yeah. You know what? In hindsight, cash out that cow's bet. I would like to have that one back. <laughs> Pissed away free money there, Denno. <laughs> but that is my issue with the Lakers. It's just, I don't know. They just feel like they're. They're kind of, they're, you know, they're getting an easy, they're getting a relatively easy ride so far. They just seem, I must admit, there might, there might be some karma into all this, the whole Kobe thing. And, you know, might, you know, that might be playing into this somehow that there's, you know, they're meant to win this year because of that. Like, it's just, I don't know. Kitch, what do you always say about uh, the storyline? There's a storyline, you bet it? Yeah. True. There's yeah. a storyline. There's human a later storyline. Human interest story. Any human, human interest story. Press it. Press it. Uh, yeah, human. for sure. Um, except you can't bet them now. Fuck, I think they're minus to win it all. Uh, or even you, can't, you can't bet him because you can't cheer for them. No, you cannot. You cannot cheer for LeBron. He makes it impossible. And even Anthony Davis, the other day, he was a total douchebag too. And I love it when he's like, "That's what they brought me here for." No, <laughs> no, they didn't. No, no. They, they gave you a farm for you. <laughs> <laughs> they brought you to be the, the sidekick to LeBron. That's why LeBron was pissed about his MVP voting. Um, it pissed me off because um, out of 101 votes, I got 16 first first place votes. That's what pissed me off more than anything. I don't know how much we are really watching the game of basketball. You can't say in the same breath, I'm totally okay. And doesn't say Giannis by name, by the way. Doesn't ever, never said it by name, but I'm totally okay with the results. But it really pissed me off how many first place votes I got. Yeah, only, no, only you're 16. not okay with it. Like, yeah. you're, you're actually in a playoff run. Like, why are you talking about yourself again? Oh. <laughs> and how about, but how about this? Just say I'm not okay with it. So, you know, it's, it's bullshit. Say, I think yeah. I'm the MVP. I, I'd be, I'd have more respect if he said that. Yeah. I am the MVP. I know he is such a crybaby. <laughs> yeah. He's a me boy. He's a me guy. All it's about, it's all about LeBron. Yeah. Makes it hard. But you know what? And the, you know, the worst job in all the sports is coaching LeBron James because oh. no one will even know who the coach is. If they win it all three years from now, people are like, who's oh. that? It won't matter. 
Was it uh, Volkswagen or Vogel? Yeah, Volkswagen. <laughs> no one will give a shit. Don't, well, you yeah. don't have to coach because you, you know what you tell them doesn't matter anyway. You just got to you can pretty much read a paper on the bench. Well, they got they got three head coaches, right? They got like like it's kid, kid and Lou, right? Are the yeah, system coaches? That's right. That's right. What are they spending on their coaches? All right. Well, listen, I'm going to, by the time we do this next week, I will, I will endeavor to have a bit more of a deep dive on both series. I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch pretty exclusively from here on in. uh, And I will be able to bring, I think a little slightly more in depth analysis of whatever it is. I think I know about basketball to this. So that's, that's my goal for next week. Can't wait. Yeah. It should be great. Should be great. That should keep, that should keep the audience coming back. (laughs) All right. We're going to move on. We're, we're done with basketball. Uh, but except for Nuggets up 29-27 the end of one Lakers in seven um, alright NFL uh, recap week one week two in the books week two week two, week two, yeah. two, week two in the books <laughs> week two in the books Deno we're going to start with you storylines if you've got any because I know you're a big NFL fan storylines I've been consistent I've been consistent I've not watched one second <laughs> That's a storyline. That's a storyline. The storyline is when I'm watching stats, I'm watching who's winning on the road, home field, all that kind of stuff, Bart. So I, I guarantee you one thing. Save it, the, save it for the gambling. Save it for the gambling. I know. I guarantee you win the title. I will win our title this year by not, by not watching football and not getting emotional with my team, yeah, like pitching all these bets, Tampa, New England, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I am now in love with the Raiders. I called the Raiders. Yeah, you did. The Raiders. I called them to win it, Bart. I called it. They're going to the show. You called them to win last night or you called them to win it all? Win it all. I called it. The Raiders to win it all? It was in my bet the start of the, the, start of the year. My, my dark horse. I thought it was the Saints. I thought it was the Saints. Yeah, I don't know Saints. Was- Saints and Raiders. I think it was the Saints and Raiders. I think you're right. I got that. Ri- I do have it written down. So I can check, check the it. video. Check the video. And we have to play that one back. That and Kitch's reaction to the Raptors losing. We have to play both those things back for the audience. <laughs> yeah, barely. <laughs> uh, all right, Kitch, what do you got for us? Week week two. So I, I do watch some, some football. Um, if you lost your survival pool pick this week, you should never go into survival pool again. Had like every big favorite one this week. So if you picked a survival pick this week who didn't win, don't ever go to survival pool again. Some recap stuff. Some that's that's why that's sage advice. Actually, I agree. The uh, some interesting uh, things that happened were, it, of course, it's all on the on the talk the onside kick. The uh, oh the Dallas on <laughs> the Dallas onside kick with the Falcons there. Now all the all the guys saying, oh, the Falcons should have jumped that. What we're doing there, back coach. You know, I, I get that they should have, but. They've never seen a spinning top like that coming at them. And the ball goes like it goes five yards and then it takes a sharp five yard right hand turn to get over the ten yard line. And if you if you jump on that ball, who's to say you're gonna be able to smother it? Because it's spinning like a like a like a crazy top. So so I know the Falcons are taking a ton of heat on this, but that is something that was just so bizarre that I, I kind of side with some of the Falcons saying, you know what? I just like oh my never god. seen something like that. Oh my god, we are on the opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> and I can't I'm actually shocked that you're a uh, Falcons defender on that. Do you this remember is the, the Super Bowl from like five years ago? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This is the NFL. That, yeah. <laughs> so the spinning football thing, I've heard that on a bunch of talk radio podcasts. Whatever, like, I don't buy that as a reasonable uh, theory at all because if you watch the replay, there are five Falcons around it and one Dallas Cowboy. So even when it hits the 10-yard mark, the Dallas guy knew exactly what to do. It's not like, it's not like 
the Atlanta's guys were going, okay, we're getting close to 10 yards. We better do something here. They stood and watched it the entire time. And then when the Dallas guy dove on it, they're like, oh, I guess we should dive. How about this? How about go block that Dallas guy? Are you allowed to hit him? Run and hit That's him true. back so he can't go anywhere near it. Like you don't have to sit there and stand and watch him, but block the guy. This is, listen, that was horrific. Arthur Blank, the owner, came out today and said, clearly my team doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. And he said, he's like, clearly, he's like, it's, you're going to have a hard time convincing me that my players knew the rules and they knew what they should have done there because that doesn't make any sense. So that's a disaster of a play. I'm surprised. I'm surprised Quinn didn't get fired. I would have fired him. I would have fired him. Right. You cannot lose. First of all, you can't lose that lead. Right? No, you just, no, you can't lose the lead. Right? And there's enough evidence now since the Super Bowl. And I, you know what? It's hard to shit on a guy who took a team to a Super Bowl um, like that. And they were pretty dominant. Uh, getting there, and they should have won that Super Bowl. To now think that he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, but I think there's enough data points since then that he's not a great coach. I mean, how much leeway does he get for that Super Bowl? I think it's over with now, so so he's got to go. All right, so that's so kids. We, you and I disagree. I'm shocked that you think that was a reasonable thing to have happen. I, no, I don't think it was reasonable, but I, I don't think it was it was as hard on the Falcons. Like I, and and I'm saying at the 10 yard, yeah, you're right. At the 10 yards, they, I don't know why they were still standing there. But people are saying they should have jumped on it when it was five yards down the field. When it was five yards down the field, it was spinning like a like a yo-yo. So I that's a, I, I thought that would have been tough to jump on it at that point. Yeah, but do something. My point is do something. Don't. But you cannot let that Dallas guy at the 10 yard yeah, be the first guy on the ball. Fucking drill guy, him. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Do whatever you have to. There's no one else around. It's it, yeah. That was a horrible play. Horrible yeah. play. <laughs> All right, so uh, that was one of the recap. I went back like the, the injuries this week. Oh, is this what the, is this what the season's going to be like? Like, are we going to have nine, ten stars drop out every week? Because if it is, we should we should be taking some long shot bets on the on the on the division winners or the or the Super Bowl winners or things like that. Like, if guys drop, but like are you guys five. buying into? Are you buying into the the injuries are going to be way higher because there was no preseason, not enough training camp, all that stuff? I think I am. I think I am. Yeah, I, I, I do. I just, I just think they're not, they're not physically prepared. And then you put a kid, you put a kid somewhere, and you say, "Can't go to the gym," and make sure you train on your own and and come ready. Well, you know, you, you motivate yourself training by, by training with others. And if you're doing it by yourself, are you really doing it all the time? Well, I guess, but is there I mean, a correlation? I'm a prime of that. <laughs> well, hence you not being able to survive a two-match tennis tournament this weekend. <laughs> uh, is there a correlation between your lack of working out? And I guess maybe there would be, but, and, and torn ACLs. Cause how many ACLs was it this week? Like three or four? Like, yeah. I guess are those guys not stretching as much as they normally would have been like, there must be some correlation between their knee, not be going through the normal protocols that they do during training camps and whatnot and trainers being around all that sort of stuff that, that I guess leaves them susceptible. I mean, I think I need a bigger uh, sample size to say if this is actually a trend, like this could have just been one really bad week, but all the pundits were like, I've never seen a week like this ever. Yeah. So yep. I agree that 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 is definitely a storyline to watch throughout the uh, the course of the season. But I agree. I mean, this is now this makes it wide open. You know, what is Arizona to win the Super Bowl? I did look into it actually. I think before the pod, <laughs> Denver thirty six twenty seven. I think it was twelve to one. I was twelve to one to win the the NFC. Arizona was before the before the pod. I looked at that. Yeah, I'm with you. I think actually, well, again, we're getting, we're leaking into our backyard gambling segment. But uh, I agree. Probably making a couple of long shot plays right now is not a horrible idea. Be interesting to see. So week three, week four are the boys. So if the injuries continue the same for the next two weeks yeah then then we got a, a slippery slope i think for the league with uh with healthy healthy stars lasting if if this was just an anomaly then I, i'd give it a week or two and just see what uh, what comes up there all right so injuries number two any third topic 
Uh, so I also made a list for the recap looking after week two. So who looks good? Who looks bad? In the, in the, in right. The that's what I, I was going to talk about that too. Okay. So that's a good one. Very well who done. Look, who looks good? I got, I got Seattle and Russell. They look good. Oh. They look, they look Offensively, solid. they look good. Defensively. They are, they are right now the favorite to win the NFC. They are, they are actually number one to, to win the NFC. Uh, I don't like up. that, but again, like, I get why they are, but I don't like it. Russell is like one of the most underrated QBs. Like last year, like he could have been MVP last year. Like he had some pretty good, pretty good stats last year. Yeah, and he like fought five touchdowns. Like who's more viable to their team than him? I know Mahomes, yeah. Mahomes, Mahomes, but like. So that's been all the talk this week too on podcasts, all that sort of shit about, you know, he's never won the MVP. He's, he's, uh, he's overlooked all the time, the whole Seattle thing. Uh, but I think, Daniel, you're absolutely right. Who is more valuable than oh. him to his team? Right? Yeah. Mahomes clearly is valuable, but it's, I don't think you could say one's more valuable than the other. Like they're yeah. equally valuable. He's yeah. in that Mahomes and Lamar Jackson type uh, air right now. So I would not discount that at all. I think Russell for MVP would be a good bet as well. Yeah, so I'm not sure he's yeah. at yet, but I think that'd be a good. Um, I think that'd good be a good bet. wager. He's definitely going to be four or five to one still right now. So that you could, you could, you probably get a good yeah, odds there. Was four this morning. Uh, but I must admit, like I think, I think defensively both weeks, right? They got torched defensively by Atlanta, uh, and then uh, I mean New England almost beat them. So by putting up points in Cam, uh, Cam had 400 yards, and Edelman has highest uh, receiving yard game oh. ever. Yeah, against, right. It was career against them. So I think there might be some gaps, and we'll see this week. This is uh, well, a huge game this week for you, but we'll talk about that in a minute. So, uh, all right, catch you out. Who else you got for? I got, I got, I got, I got Deno and and the Las Vegas at two and zero. Wow, like yeah, they look believer? I, oh. I, so I did. You watch the game last? Uh, watch the whole the game. game. Whole game. Yeah, like Derek Carr looked like he was actually not doing stupid stuff out there. He actually looked like he was in control. Now that that what is it got Fuller? What's the guy that caught like? 25 oh, passes. Waller. 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 Yeah. Waller. Like, <laughs> the, the, they're obviously going to cover him next week, so he's going to have to throw somebody else next week. But. So nobody nobody had more than three targets other than him yeah. last night. <laughs> yeah, Waller, Waller had half their targets. It's like, how is that even possible? Well, I don't, I think Waller runs, I think he, he runs seven different routes on every play. Is he seven, eight or something? So they throw it up or something? Or he's a big target. He's definitely yeah. a big target. But I mean, he's catching one yard passes. He's catching 40 yard passes. Like he is everywhere. You know what? I remember him vaguely from last year. I'm sitting there going, how did I not draft him in my fantasy football over a guy? Like, like how does Hunter Henry on my team and not Waller? Because Waller was available when I drafted <laughs> Hunter Henry. Yeah. I mean, how does that happen? Uh, so can I just say, Again, we had a slightly different reaction to this catch. I watched that game last night, and number, I think Carr's got that just dumb, dumb look on his face the entire. Like he just, like it's almost like the OG face. It's like, oh man, yeah, I guess I should have thrown it to the other guy. He was open. I threw it to this guy. Like I do think he doesn't know really what's going on. I think Gruden hates him. I really do think Gruden hates him. They don't look like they have any chemistry whatsoever. The two of them. I'm buying Seattle because I do think they're going to be pretty good. But I would not be buying, I would not be buying Vegas stock just yet. No, yeah, yeah, I agree. But that wasn't a notch in the belt to, to beat the beat the Saints last night. So I, I, I agree. Yeah, good win with no crowd boys. at home. That's a good win. No good boys. Win. Remember, Vegas at home will be eight and all this year. You know, Drew Brees was oh gambling, playing craps, doing all that <laughs> yeah, crazy stuff. Good. You know he was Bart, or even right before the game, guys. Uh, one sec, I got to head out for a quick roll. You yeah. know what happened? He forgot the plays. He had a hot roll. I don't know if every week. I don't know if the COVID strip has the same impact as the regular Deno kid strip, October strip. They got their own scene, probably. 
<laughs> yeah, probably. That's true, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah other, it's called the back of the plane. The other who looks good is, I honestly think San Fran is going to finish last in their division in the NFC West. Well, they're decimated by injury now, too, right? So. And you got Arizona, the Rams, and Seattle in that division. And following up to last week's pod, you actually can have four teams from your division yep. in, the, in the playoffs. I know, it's crazy. Four. Yeah, so that whole division could technically be in the playoffs. But just as a quick sidebar, how come every sports league hasn't figured this out yet? I know baseball, and they're doing it this year because it's a COVID year, but the more teams you allow into the playoffs, it is more interesting. It no, it's really, not. really is. It not is. For baseball, not for baseball. Baseball right now is a disaster. The, yeah, but look at the number of teams who have won from the wild card since the wild card's been implemented. No, no but like regular, regular baseball – Right, wild card and going fine. What they're doing this year is a complete. Oh yeah, but this is this was just a COVID. Listen, they didn't know they they only knew a week before they started the season they were going to have a season. No one prepared anything. Oh, oh, what you got? COVID hits. You got months to think about this stuff. But they they clearly didn't. Decision. Yes, they had the time. But they did. That's what we're saying. We didn't. We agreed, Dano. But they didn't fucking do anything. (laughs) That's baseball dragged their feet on making decisions. I know, but they're they're idiots. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like the Jays are at the playoffs. The, the Jays in the playoffs is a disaster. Well, you know what? I wasn't expecting a storyline in the NFL season to be that baseball is a bunch of idiots, but okay. We'll follow, we'll track that for the next couple of weeks. All right, Kitch. Uh, that was going. my good. Oh, my God. Who looks bad? The New York Jets. Oh. <laughs> wow. I know. What year is it? We could be, what, just put a year oh. next to that. That's the same, same storyline. They had nine injuries in San Fran on the weekend, and they still couldn't score, just got pounded in the game. So the Jets are awful. If I could redo my worst team in the NFL this year, it would definitely be the Jets. That's for sure. Who'd you, who'd you have originally? It wasn't my Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars, was it? <laughs> it was the Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars, yeah. Wow. How are they doing so far? And two teams that, that look bad that I actually thought were going to be half decent in the year are the Minnesota Vikings. They look bad. They, I don't oh. They they are they are not functioning like they did last year. You know what? The clock has struck twelve on Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Look at that. Like it's been smoke and mirrors the last couple of years, I think, with him. And I've always sort of thought, oh, he's not as bad as everyone. They're you bad. like that? You like you don't, that? No, you yeah. don't like that. You don't no. like that. No. <laughs> you don't like that. <laughs> no, that is uh, that's not good. They're like, and we'll talk about this in a second. But they, I do now. I do now hate Kirk Cousins for twelve thousand reasons. I have twelve thousand reasons to hate Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Oh. And my, my third and final, who looks bad? I honestly think the three of us could score forty points on the Detroit Lions. Their defense is my Leos awful. Oh my god! I, when I made my prediction them to win the NFC North, I kind of based it on the offense. I didn't realize they had absolutely no defense. They were they were getting scorched. Yeah, you know it's funny. We should have had Brock on to talk about that segment because Brock follows them preseason. Like he knows all the, the the players defensively, that sort of stuff. And I think he, uh, I think he felt that the, the defense might be a little bit of a, of a hole going into the season. <laughs> However, I will say again, I just go with data points. Like Matt Stafford has never done anything. You just cut him loose. He's no longer your quarterback of the future. Your team's not going anywhere. Why have him at the helm? Like you've got to get rid of him. He is not the guy that's going anywhere with that team long-term and yet they're sticking around. Like, I don't know. You Philip Philip Rivers. Yeah. Well, well, but that's what, but the Chargers should have done that five years, five years ago with Philip Rivers, right? Like you just know, it's not the guy that's going to get you over the hump. Like Matthew Stafford's never taking that team to the Super Bowl. That's a fact. I would only play a quarterback or sorry, I shouldn't say play. I would only pay a quarterback who I thought had a legitimate chance 
to take me to the Super Bowl. As soon as I have enough evidence that person's not the guy, they're out. There's not many out there, though. But that's the problem. The quarterbacks, there's like 10 decent quarterbacks, and the rest kind of fall into this bucket. And uh, Well, maybe, but isn't maybe, maybe 15. But, but not, isn't it amazing? Not. We talked about this uh, on the golf course this weekend, and 7 billion people on the planet, and you cannot find 30 people competent <laughs> enough to play the quarterback <laughs> position at a reasonable level. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it is mind boggling. Like, I think whatever the algorithm is to play um, quarterback, it's, it's a secret, obviously, and only a few guys uh, can decode it. Like, it's obviously, it's very, very difficult to do because it's amazing. I like, guess we went through it. Are there more than 10? Can you name 10 quarterbacks that you'd say, yeah, I'd, I'd be comfortable with them? Let's go through it quick. Let's go. Let's go through it quickly. So you're taking Mahomes. You're taking Jackson. You're taking uh, Russell, right? Well, taking- here, I'll, give you, I'll go the teams. Why don't I go the teams and then and then that'll that'll help us because we'll forget guys. So the the Bills we won't. Would you get Allen? No. Okay. No. Dolphins. No. Fitzpatrick. No. No. Jets. No. No. Allen. Allen. I would. I take Allen. Top ten. You take him top ten for Come future. On. Yeah, he's young. Yeah. Well, that's from a guy who doesn't watch the NFL now. We know why. I'm stats. I'm stats, baby. Stats, stats guy. Stats. Thank guy. you. Thank you, Deno. Patriots with Newton, probably not. No. Uh, oh. Lamar. Well, Lamar. Yes, yeah, so there's one. Yeah. No Bengal. No. No Brown. Uh, no. Roethlisberger. Would you take Roethlisberger? Yeah, I would. He's, he's top he's ten. Yeah, yeah, he's a winner, and he fuck, he's still good. I, hey, are we talking? Are we talking future? Are we? We're talking, talking right like, now. We're saying they're ten guys, guys right guys, now. Guys who can win a Super Bowl for you. That's what we're talking about. right now. Like this right year. Now. No, right no, no, no. now. No, I'm right saying now. right now. Who can win right now? Who could take a team and win right now? Oh no, you're you're going to the future too. Like, yeah, okay, like, now or in the future, but like, yeah, yeah. I'm so saying you, if you don't think a guy's going to win right now, I'm not going to pick him for the future. Uh, no, because no, because you would pick Joe, you put Joe you put Joe Burrow in and say, okay, I think Joe Burrow might take us there one time in the future. You're not expecting not Joe enough Burrow data point, but you don't know enough about him yet to say that he that he could. You just don't know enough. It's a good, it's a good enough gamble. Like too, That's a good enough gamble to take the Heisman Trophy winner and throw him in there. I think what we were talking about. Are there 10 guys right now that can play the quarterback position at a high level that you go, yeah, I'd want that guy quarterbacking for my team. So let's go. So, so we only had two there. So Houston was Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I take him for sure. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. He's yeah. good. River, Rivers, no. Minshew, no. Tennessee. No. Like, no. Tannehill. God, Denver, no. Denver, no. Mahomes, yes. Yeah, there's four. Chargers, Chargers, no. No. Raiders in the car, no. Press, uh, what, Cowboys, no. Yeah, you know what, Prescott, you probably take. He's he's competent. So? He's a good yeah. quarterback. He's competent. Yeah. Yes, you, ta- you take him on your team right now. I think he's a head case. Huh? I, Dallas, or trust me, Detroit would take him. <laughs> Detroit, Detroit would uh, take Gi- him. Giants, no. Uh, Eagles, no. Washington, no. Chicago, no. Detroit, no. Green Bay. Green Bay, Rodgers. Green Bay, Rodgers, for sure. He's in. Yeah, he's playing great. Six. That's what I was, six. That's six. Vikings, no. Falcons, Matt Ryan. Take Matt Ryan, probably. He, he could win a season. He's done. He's, he's done. Bore, he's borderline-ish. Maybe. He's, he's a maybe. I'd take Ryan over Prescott. Uh, no. He's maybe. Carolina, no. Drew Brees, yes. No. Right now? No fucking way I'd take Drew Brees. Oh, you, he's a gamer. He's going to show up for you. Well, you that's one of my sorry. topics. That's one of my topics we're going to talk about in a second. So I'm going to say no. But okay, well, let's put him in there. For the sake of argument, we'll say eight. We'll eight. say Brees eight. Brady? Nope. Nope. Right now, no, he's fucking off. He's been terrible. Oh, look, you still Tom. take him as a leader. He's he's proven that he can win. He's forty three. Retire. He can't throw the flea flicker anymore. He proved that this weekend. Yeah, can't throw the flea flicker. flicker. I put yeah. him in. That's, that's nine. I put him in. Oh. 
Murray? What about Murray? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Murray. But, yeah, fucking Rams. He's a competent guy who can play the position. Absolutely. Well, that'd be 10. Rams. What about the Rams? What's the Rams guy? Goff? No, I'm not taking him Goff. yet. No. Goff? No. I, I'd take him. He's Garoppolo? A no. Nope. He's okay, a Russell Wilson's well, a yes. Garoppolo. Garoppolo. Um, so I think we had eight guys that we felt pretty strongly about. And then the other yeah. one's like, okay, nine. That's what the whole point is that there aren't 10 guys that you can go, okay, they can play the quarterback position at a level. You just don't even think about, you don't go, there's no question mark at the quarterback position after it's amazing to me that that's the case. Yeah. Yep. I had 11, 11 max and uh, yeah, 11 of 30. You want to. All right. I sidetracked you there. Catch you have any other uh, storylines? Nope. That's it for the football. Oh, Denno, go ahead, please. Denno, jump. No, it was on Kitchen's comment about like teams who are playing certain players. Like, what are the Jets? I know they got injuries at running back. They're playing Frank Gore. I know. Like, Frank Gore got 21 carries. The guy's like 40. Sorry, running back is probably 34, which is like 45. It's like your rebuild, get some of your young talent in there. Like, see if they can do something. You're not going to win. It's like those teams are idiots. Like, oh my God, 21 carries. But Dan, how about this? How about this too? How often does the running back switching teams ever work out in free agency? Like so, never. The Steelers were yeah. ready to let go of Le'Veon Bell for a reason, yeah. right? Yeah. They weren't paying him for. They obviously know something, right? They get they overpay for this guy. He kills him, and he's been shit for two years now. He's hurt again. Oh, you don't sign big time free agents at the running back position ever. It never works out. It, it never ever works out like i hate the pittsburgh steelers being a browns fan think of the head cases that roethlisberger had to deal with oh my yep. god, oh my god. It's I, know. Brown and Bell. I know holy cow <laughs> and he's a head case to himself <laughs> jesus Christ. all right well one of my storylines was i think we now have empirical data to play the quarterback position over the age of 40 very hard to do very, very hard. Breeze did not look great last night. Didn't look horrible, but didn't look great. Or the one thing I've noticed with both those guys is the zip on the football. It's just not there. Like Brady just doesn't have that zip on it like he used to. Breeze clearly didn't have it uh, there last night on a couple of those throws, and he makes a horrible interception at the end of the first half. You really are hoping for lightning in a bottle if you got a guy playing quarterback at 41, 42, 43, and thinking they're going to be the quarterback they were at 35. I mean, people talked about Brady all the time and he is, he's now one read quarterback. If that first option isn't there, it's unlikely he's going to extend the play and it's unlikely uh, he's going to do anything with that football other than just throw it away. Obviously the way the NFL is moving right now, they're moving to very mobile quarterbacks who can extend plays, run, do all that sort of stuff. Perfection needs to happen in Tampa Bay this year for them to do anything. For them to even make any noise, perfection has to happen. And I just don't think... I think Breeze and Brady are both done. Yeah, could be. Yeah, they could be. I the, I don't think Tampa Bay looks great. Well, undisciplined for sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're just they're all over the they're all over the yard with it. And I think Arians calling out Brady after game one was like the dumbest thing you could ever fucking do. He's had it before. I mean, he knows how to bounce back, and uh, he knew he didn't play very well. And uh, it, it's not what he expects from himself, nor do we expect. So yeah, I, w- I would anticipate him to uh, have a little more grit and a little more determination this week. Sure, Arian told Brady, I'm, I'm going to treat you like everyone else. We're going to show him that I'm going to tell me he would do that without without telling Brady he's going to go rip him. Oh, no way he did. No way he did. And I'll tell you what, talk about no return on your investment. They sold like 15,000 season tickets when Brady signed. Right? So, they don't even get to take yeah. advantage of that. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just an eight and eight, no boost in revenues. That's what Tampa's looking at. No, there are. 
There are no fans. That's what I mean. So they don't even get to, they don't even reap the benefit of the revenues. <laughs> but the eyes, the eyes and TV part, like billions. Come on, buddy. yeah, billions. I know, but still, I mean, I don't think that goes directly into Tampa's pockets. That's uh, true. So that was uh, my one storyline. My other storyline for me too is this love fest that everyone has with Cam Newton right now. I agree. I've got one of my fancy teams, and he is putting up good numbers. But I think it's way too early to suggest, like. People are talking like Tom Brady never existed in New England, right? <laughs> There's no history there whatsoever. He's going to somehow, and then all of a sudden, Newton's here to take New England to the promised land. I, I agree. He's looked decent um, the first two weeks, but I think very early sample size to think that, and he's an eggshell. He's bound to get hurt. He keeps running the way. They keep lining him up six yards deep in the backfield to run it 10 times. He's going to get hurt. That's a fact also. So I, I think that one is a wait and see. Obviously, I like what he's done so far, but it's I think we're a little early uh, on on the death of the Brady years at, in New England. It's a little <laughs> early for that. Uh, and last but not least, I will say this, that I think we are, we are absolutely uh, seeing the new wave of NFL quarterbacks. If you can't run, if you can't run 15 yards and get a first down with your feet, you're not going to be playing the NFL much longer. All right, Dan, I know. We get the watch. We got to go. Uh, but this is we're going to be quick now. It's, it's gambling segment. No, U.S. Open recap. U.S. Open. Oh, U.S. Open. Tell you what. Boring. There's my recap. <laughs> Dan, you, you had a good recap. Dan, really? Yeah, you want your – give us the golf. Okay. I actually watched a lot of golf, and I want everyone who's listening to, to close their eyes. Close their <laughs> eyes, Bart. Close their eyes. 40 so minutes we, in. I'm sure they are. Yeah. So we, we do think <laughs> – Kitch, I'm gonna try and get his name right. Bryson DeChambeau. Is that right? Is that DeChambeau. DeChambeau. Yeah, that's the French yeah. that's the French Canadian version. Close, yeah. Closest okay. to me. Okay. So if everyone's eyes are closed, Kitch, close your eyes, close your eyes. Who does he remind you of? I'm gonna give you four. Four people. Does he remind you of Rain Man? Does he remind you of Matt Damon from Goodwill Hunting? Or number three, Bart, does he remind you of Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning, baby. Actually, not, he looks like him. He or totally does. Or is he number five with his transformation? Two thousand and two, Jason Giambi, when he came from Oakland to the Yankees, he put on sixty pounds <laughs> of steroid muscle in one year. He couldn't even fit in his uniform. So, when you think of that guy, who is it? Which guy is it? Think so about it. I, I'm out. I'm discounting the first two. There's no way that yes. after the last two, I it's a toss up between Mr. Perfect and Giambi. Cause you're right. Like the face, the facial record, uh, like the blow up face that they have that Giambi had when he came uh, after oh, that season into Sean, very similar. If you put that stupid uh, Kango hat on Giambi, they would be identical or Mr. Perfect. But yeah. I must admit, I lean towards Mr. Perfect. He, like he does. He until you said it, I never. I would. He totally does. I love he, Mr. Perfect. He's the best. <laughs> well, I liked Mr. Perfect too. Almost he never lost. I know, but Mr. Wonderful was great too. Paul Orndorff. <laughs> love Paul Orndorff. I was going to put Orndorff in the in the in all of them. Actually, I said no. Just, no more heading for Russia. sure. Just, oh, yeah, just more heading for sure. But it's more. Yeah, heading's closer. For Kitch, sure. Any uh, you were a movie guy. We're a movie guy. Rain Man. I think. I think. He is half Giambi, half Rain Man. 
So he's he's got because I'm not sure Giambi was all that quick with numbers and calculations oh, and stuff oh, like that. I don't, I don't think no, he was. Wow. He was, over, he he was, was quick to sharp. sign that contract. He, he was, was very sharp. quick to sign that contract. But you have Giambi's body and you have Rain Man's quirkiness and inside brainy stuff and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I'll go half and half between those two. Yeah, that's actually that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Okay, that's good. So, anyways, I thought that was an interesting segment there. The the golf, I just, I just, all I wanted was just a match going in like the last two or three holes. Oh, no. that, that's, all you want is the last nine holes. There's like four or five guys going, and it's just, it was over with an hour left. Yeah. Oh, it's just so. Come on, at a major, come on. It's, it's someone... the least likely. It's the least likely yeah. major to have that have that duel at the end because the courses are so tough. That yeah. To, like it's just so easy for a guy to go off the rails. Yeah, and Wolf, he, you know, five over off the yeah. rails, done. He right? rolled like he he beat the field by three, right? I think by the right. Deno, I did I did it again too. Deno, like it was like the twelfth right. hole, I think it was, and Deshambo hits a drive into the left rough, just about went out of bounds, but didn't. And uh, and his odds went from minus eight fifty to minus six hundred. You did so it. I did another oh, minus six hundred. Oh my god. <laughs> 1200 to win two. You guys got mad at my Chiefs bet, minus 450. And you bet minus 600 on golf. That's not a fine. season long. It's not a season long golf. <laughs> yeah, that's season fine. Long. But Bart, I that's think, funny. I think, Bart, I think in the last day on, on Sunday, he beat the field by three, I think. I, like, I don't know if anybody was. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, was anyone, he the only guy under par? Well, anyone in contention. Yeah, shot three under. Anyone, no one in contention shot under par. I know. I thought Louis actually. I was. I was thinking Louis might have been the guy that made the run. No, I, I thought I wasn't big on Wolf holding up with that crazy ass swing under pressure. Fuck the little hitch. The little it's hitch a lot there. of movement. Oh, he started swearing and stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He makes the weirsy hitch look normal. <laughs> so I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you guys a question with Bryson. So Bryson, like, do you like him or do you hate him? Is he is he a good guy or is he hate, a villain? What, hate him. Hate him. Villain. Villain. But I like that he's a villain. But I hate him. Yeah. He's I LeBron. I, I used to hate him. I I thought his speech afterward was was really good. Again, that that guy like you listen like I, I listen to Golf Channel always during the majors and stuff, and all the guys were saying they would have done what he did. Like he was a top ten golfer, and he yeah. said no. Like I want to go and try some, do some different, and he believed in it. So the guy's got a lot of guts, man. Like because like yeah. uh, the Golf Channel, they're saying. Golf isn't a sport where you can go and say, you know what, I'm gonna go try this for a bit, and then I'll go back to my and I'll go back to my old school, right? I like him, but he's not like a he's not like a Patrick Reed kind of dick type of guy. Like he, I, uh, I, I, I think he's just I think he's just different because he's analytical. So people look at him like, why is he analytical? Why is he? But but I don't I don't find that I don't find that negative when I when I view you know him. the whole fire ant thing that was douchey. When he was complaining about the fire ants. Uh, he got into it with that official at one of the terms. Like, he's he's an ornery fucking prima donna. So I know there's burrowing animal stuff here, especially ants. I see a red ant right here. I'm stepping right on it. So you got I don't know what this is, but then you got there's some holes right here with ants in it coming out of it. There's an ant scrimmed into the. Listen, the golf fans love bombers. Right. They love people can do that. They like they want, you know, they love that shit. And they're not even no one's sort of he does not have the love of the gallery at all. Right. Not that there's gallery this year. I'm just saying. So I don't think he's got that personality because he is almost too rain manish, right? He's too analytical. He's not it's not like Tiger, that's where we forget about how why Tiger was so great too, because he had the whole package of he could bomb it, he could hit any shot, and then he fucking let the whole world know how great he was with his reactions and the crowd pumping. Like like DeShambo's not that guy. At all? No, no, no. He's, so, he thinks he thinks this should happen. Yeah, I calculated this. This should. Yeah, 
Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Guys, I, the angle was uh, 42 yeah. degrees. And I, I, would, I would love to carry his golf bag with like trying to figure out these <laughs> angles. He's going like, well, C squared equals A squared plus B squared. So if I hit it here to go down there and stuff, like imagine someone who didn't know all the algebra stuff. He'd be ripping with a second one, right? Just going, hey. <laughs> most caddies are pretty sharp, though. I think most caddies could pick that up pretty Then I think you'd be like, oh. well, does my king can help you in any of these calculations? Because if it doesn't, then I don't exactly. know. Uh, I'll, write, I'll just write the bunker. <laughs> keep swinging. Hammer it through, through the break. Hit it through the break. <laughs> Make sure you hit the pin. All right. Can we move on from the U.S. Open yep. Cup? That was, yep. that was That's great. good. Thank you. All right. Here we go. Kitch, backyard gambling. So backyard gambling, I have all the teasers. All the teasers came in last week. That was the best teaser. And I know Bar likes to do the money lines. Uh, but all the teasers, all the money lines came in last week. When Kansas City kicked that, that third Field goal from 59 needed yards. It. Needed it. The tease was minus two and a half Kansas City. Bart had the money line, obviously, so he hit that one as well. Um, so it, it, it was easy It was easy money. And, and I agree with Bart. The, the best way to win money in the NFL is by teasing two or three teams or money lining two or three teams that are the favorites. I think that's the that's the best strategy. So that's my For banger. Sure. Backyard gambling advice. Um can I just say, I must admit, like, I did have Dallas money line in a lot of my oh, <laughs> Guys, come on. You guys got lucky on those. You did not deserve those I'm going to take, take the W because that's what yeah. my bank account says, that I got the W. Oh. But I agree. That one was maybe. Thank you, Atlanta, for not knowing the onside uh, kick rules. Thank you. When Dallas won that, I'm going to go, the Redskins are in first. Three teams 0-2, and, and, and Redskins going to be 1-1. One one. It's like, Dino. what a disaster. Kitch, are you doing an update on the uh, picks? You want the picks? Update? All right. I think you guys did well, though. I can't. Week two. Week two. Kitch's picks. Kitch had the Giants plus five over Chicago. Which was the old Chicago only won by three, so that was a win. I had Dallas minus five over Atlanta, so somehow they did not get to five, even though they won that game. <laughs> and then I had San Fran minus seven over the oh, hopeless Jets. Oh. Kitch went two and one in the week. Um, Deno had Jacksonville versus Tennessee. It wasn't under sixty four. Oh, so no, tight. It was under so like forty. Tight. They scored thirty three thirty, so that game kind of went over. Then uh, Washington Arizona under forty six and a half. Game was 30 to 15, 30 to 15. It's got, just got snuck, the under by one there. In, snuck in. And then Rams minus one over Philly, which is a beat down by the Rams. Then goes two and one for the week as well. Easy. Bart riding his uh, KC bandwagon minus eight and a half over the Chargers. That was not, oh, that was not, that was not, that was, that was three. He went also with the Dallas minus five over Atlanta, which was not there as well. <laughs> great. Not great. Not great. <laughs> but he had Baltimore minus seven over, I can't remember, or Baltimore. So he had that one. He had that one right. So Bart went one and two. So the season running total is Bart and Deno are tied at three and three. No, and Bart, Kitch, you marked my score wrong in week one. I was uh, two and one. No, your record's what your record is. Your record. I, we are. You, you are what your record says you are. I was under, and I had the Raiders. And he's. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. That's, right. Right. That's revisionist history. That's revisionist history. I asked him on the last pod to please make corrections and get my stats right. I did correct the I did correct the left side. I didn't correct the right side. You're right. You were two and one there. So, so Bart is now in third place at uh, three and three, and Deno and Kitch are tied for first at four and two. Four congratulations! And two. Congratulations! It's early. Still early. Still early, early days. We're adding a new segment to this. Doesn't have to be for the It doesn't have to be for your three, but we are adding the new segment, which will be the team that you have to pick. To cover, right? So it has to be an underdog. What I mean by this is, I believe that across many football uh, locker rooms, one point in time, a coach has said to his team, "Listen, 
we can't beat this team, but we sure can cover. <laughs> I believe that speech, that motivational speech has been given a number of times. I would like to implement that into our gambling. So you have to pick a team that you really don't think is going to win, but you think they're going to cover. All right. I know tough week to do it, but that's okay. what we're going to do every week. We're going to add this. To, it's easy. We can't beat this team. We yeah. sure can cover. All right, Deno, you're uh, you're in the lead uh, as you boasted. Tied, tied for lead, tied for lead. Well, but I mean, look at I mean, who knows? He'll change another pick, I'm sure, somewhere down the line to take the lead. So yeah. <laughs> All right, Deno, you're gonna start us off. Your uh, three picks. Okay, so you know what? I love the under. I love the under. So Miami, Jacksonville under forty-seven and a half. Forty-seven and a half. Forty-seven and a half. And then I don't know if the Jets will even score, so I will take the Jets in D under. 43 and a half. And then uh, I'm going to ride the Arizona bandwagon. I don't know if I'm betting more against Detroit or with Arizona. They're only a minus six. They opened at that line opened at minus three and a half. How does that make any sense? Bert, well, anyone? I think because Detroit's not very good. I think that's. Yeah, I think it's Detroit's well, not very good. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you think that'd be an open line at six or something? Or like it should have opened at six. Oh my God. Yeah. You know what? If that line, but if that line right now is eight and a half. Arizona, you wouldn't sit there and go, that's crazy. You would no. be jumping on the Lions. Open at three and a half. Right. And, it, and went to six. Went to six I, in the I'd same like, day. I think <laughs> there might be a few Arizona bets this week. But yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I should have got my three and a half, but I, I will take them at minus six. All right. And Deno, you have to, and who is your, we can't beat this team, but we are going to cover. Yeah. I had it written down. You know what? Come back to me. Come right, back. Come back. We'll come back. All right. We'll come back. We'll come back to everybody on that one. All right. That'll yeah. be your, Okay. All right. Uh, Kitch is in second place because Deno breaks the tie. He wins the tie break right now. So you're in second place. I have, and I, I have the LA Rams plus two and a half over Buffalo. Like, boy, I, I was surprised to see that uh, line. So I like that one. I like that one. Well, do you I like have, it? Do you like it? Is that, do you like it enough to pick it? Oh, this, these are picks. I like it, not I like it enough to hammer it. I like it to hammer it. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, oh. Okay. I, All right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm with Deno. I have Arizona minus the six over Detroit. I'll catch that six and a half. Actually, it just it just changed. <laughs> Is it six and a half? <laughs> no, it's six. <laughs> it's six. <laughs> and I have I have Seattle minus four and a half over the Ooh. awful Dallas Cowboys. I'm off the Dallas Cowboys. I hate Dallas now. So I totally agree. I totally agree with that. Good anger, uh, Good anger uh, You anger know what? Bet. You guys, I cannot believe you've missed the obvious pick of the week. Casey. Casey. No, well, they're, they're on my list, but they're not the obvious pick. Uh, the obvious pick. Oh my God. Boys, how much more evidence do you need? Minshew. Minshew mania. Oh, he's back, baby. And he's playing at home. At home in, against the where they have fans. They have fans in Jacksonville. Oh. He's at home against the lowly Dolphins minus three. You know, you know what? That's my that's my five star play of the week right there. Wow. The Jags that? are for real. Wow. The Jags are for real. Bart, the opening line on that was pick. I know. Like how does that? How? Like uh, you know what? Because all the, all the money's coming in on Minshew. Oh, well, don't don't forget! I did pick my I did pick my Miami to be like a dark horse this year. Where I thought I actually bet them over six and a half wins this year. I don't like, I don't like the way that's going. Uh, but Jackson, listen, they've played two legitimate games. They can score, and Minshew's actually not horrible. I'm telling you, minus three, I'm on it. Free. All right. 
my second pick, which should be almost, it's my four and a half star play of the week against seven times in Mahomes' career. He's been the underdog. Guess how many times they've lost? Zero. That's correct. And they're five, oh, and two against the spread in those underdog roles. How many points you get for that one? KC plus. Plus three, as I'm just checking, is it right now? Today was three, it was three earlier. Three and a half. Three and a half. Wow, three and a half. That's huge. That extra half. But when I said that, was am I wrong about that? Are they. How can they be five zero and two if they've never lost as an underdog? Can't be, you can't have tied that, right? They must be. It's not right. I think that's. I think that's wrong. Stover will be all over that if I if I fuck Stover, that up. Stover, let us know if it's right or wrong. If you're getting three and a half points and you've never lost the game, you can't be five zero and two. If you're getting points, you can't be five covered. Covered, they'd be five zero. No, but they're under. Like they're getting points. If you're getting points and you've never lost, oh, that means you must be perfect against the spread. I, know, I, mis- I misread that. No, I'll look into that. I'll fix that one. Uh, but yeah, AC plus three and a half. All, all over that one. I'm riding with you guys on the on the Cardinals because that's just they're going to destroy Detroit. Oh, all of us can't Nine and six. Pick. Yeah, fuck, scrap that. I'll take that. You're right, Deno. I I don't want that same pick because I have a better. I have another one that I I really do like, and it is my Pittsburgh Steelers at minus four. I do like the Steelers at home. Was, I think I think Houston's I think Houston's terrible. So I agree. I will get off Arizona, and I will go. I'll take Pittsburgh instead of minus four because I do like that one. Now, here we go, Deno. The team uh, can't beat them, but we can cover. This is tough, and I I hate picking my team, but I got to go with the Washington Football Club. It's it's embarrassing. My two teams are playing, Washington at Cleveland, and my third new team is Las Vegas Raiders, guys. Sorry. I've, I've decided that they're, they're my third team. I'm going to take Washington to cover seven and hope the game ends two zip. But just so you know, for the purposes of, of our tracking, you only get half a point if they win outright. If they cover and don't win, you get the full point. That's the whole purpose here. Okay, okay. wait. Okay. Can't beat them. How- you want to have Cleveland win by less than seven? You like you like getting the points. You don't think they're going to win, but you like them to cover. <laughs> okay, so so they can't win. So they can't. Well, no, oh, you get half a point if they win. You get half a point if they win. But if they don't, if they cover and don't win, you get the full point. Oh, I love this. Okay, yeah, I got Washington. I mean. There's no way they'll win. Yeah, that's what They're I mean. Cover. That's awesome. <laughs> they just, yeah, they can't beat okay. them. I love this game now. I love it. <laughs> Bert, if it's if it's a pick them, you shouldn't take the underdog. Yeah, that'd be tough. <laughs> that'd be yeah, tough. Yeah, half. Yeah, even a half. All right, catch. I did this before. I did it. I did it earlier tonight. When was the last time Cleveland Browns were favored by seven to win a football game? Oh, I don't know, but I can't think that was. I actually, I actually know it, it was a Bernie Kosar or, <laughs> or, or Brian Seid. We're not sure which, uh, which one it was. <laughs> yeah, probably right. So I am all over the Washington plus seven as, as well. That was, that was, uh, that was the one I liked the most. And, uh, oh. and uh, I just can't see Cleveland winning by more than seven because they, they they don't have a history of winning recently. All right, to move this along, I'm going to go with, I don't think they can win, but I sure do think they can cover the Carolina Panthers in in LA against the Chargers. I like that. I, I do believe I do believe they will cover that, but I do not believe they can win that game. All right, they're in. Okay. Here we go. Yeah, new segment, new segment. New segment. You say oh, an, hour in, an hour in, which no one's listening now. No one knows about the new segment. Deno, Deno Trivia. Deno Trivia. 
in honor of our friend, LeBron James. Oh. Yes. I went and did some LeBron James stats, and oh, it was painful. I went and looked at every single series he's been in since he came to the NBA. So a question. First of all, question is, how many teams have beaten LeBron James in the playoffs? Number first, and then we'll go and try and break down the names. Uh, I think I know this. I'm going to say five. I'm going to say five. Okay. Bart? Just a second. I'm doing the math. Um, well, good math. Are you Googling on your phone? Are you got your no, phone in your hand? No, no he, he would never do that again. No, never no again. geez, I wouldn't risk, I wouldn't risk the, <laughs> the wrath again. Jeez. <laughs> I don't think a team from Kitchener Waterloo beat him. Uh, so, Golden State. Anyone else in the West get him? Yeah, San Antonio got him. Okay, listen, I'll take you to it right now. Golden State got him. San Antonio got him. Uh, Dallas got him. Uh, Boston got him. And the Heat, no one else got him. Oh, San Antonio, that's twice got him. Uh, anyone else in the East? Did Detroit ever get him early days? It must have been Detroit. I'm going to go five as well. And those are the five. Okay, it was six. So, Bart. Oh, who am I Bart. missing? Um, so I'll read them off. Golden State, they lost to 2015, 17, 18. San Antonio, 2014 and 17. Uh, lost to Dallas. Lost to Detroit in 2006. Good job, yeah. Bart. Boston in 2010. And who'd he lose to in 2009? Oh, Orlando. Yeah, good job, Bart. Wow, that's impressive. Orlando. That's I, knew I, I knew it. Oh. I, had, I had to go back and scroll up saying, who... Oh, that's right. I remember that. Or so, what, what series was it when he walked off and wouldn't shake, wouldn't shake anybody's hand? That was Boston. That was Boston. Yeah, yeah. 2010. Yeah, and, and then he left to Miami. What a what a yeah. threw his jersey away when he's walking it down the yeah. down the down the. Alley. I actually was thinking about this. Um, in the dog days of our podcast that we're going to have coming up shortly, we should do a bit of a uh, an, an oral history on LeBron James's uh, career from start to finish because we all hate him so much. And I think it'd be fun to actually do because there's that whole season when he was with Cleveland where it was so clearly he was leaving throughout the season. You know, he never had the balls to actually tell anybody about it, but there's a game in Miami where he says, Jordan's there in the front row watching and he gets interviewed at, after the game and says, you know what? I just want to give it up to Michael Jordan. He calls him Mike, Mike Jordan for coming here. It's unbelievable. This guy's here. I shouldn't be wearing his number. He's the great blah, blah, blah. I'm now I'm going into next year and I'm going to change my number out of respect for Michael Jordan. He says this whole fucking thing, but that was his way of basically saying, I'm leaving this team. So I'm not, I'm going to be going to a new team. I'm not wearing 23, but it was such, that's such bullshit. Now he goes back and he's wearing 23. Like all that shit about, I give it up for Michael. All that's like, it's just like, no wonder Jordan hates him. Uh, All right. Listen, uh, well done. You know, Brock segment, the uh, pop culture segment, We it's like the Matt Damon on the Jimmy Kimmel show. It, it gets bumped every episode. We, <laughs> we got to bump it. We gotta, Brock, we, we will get to you. I promise. But this is a good one. I have a great, my top five shows. I did research this week. All right. Uh, Kitch, what drives you? So if you're a, a teenager or a kid or even like a young adult, and like coaches, coaches are looked at. They're looked at as role models. And the fact that five or six of these coaches in the NFL chose not to wear a mask on the sideline, pay the $100,000 fine that the NFL has set out for them not doing that, and have now said, 
you know what? I don't need a mask. I'm going to pay the hundred thousand dollar fine. Like you are an example for the youth and the, and the country and stuff like that. Like for God's sakes, put a friggin' mask on and, and lead by example. That drove me crazy when I saw it. Yeah, but you know, how about but how about to make it worse? That came out on yesterday. They those guys got fine, and then you've got Gruden and and uh, what's his face uh, from New Orleans, Peyton. They've now both been fined, so they weren't even smart enough to go. Oh, okay, maybe we should like. How does well, Gruden how does was wearing his mask on his chin through the whole game, so he's probably saying, "I'm wearing my mask." But how does ownership or management let that happen? Like that's yeah. that was horrible. I thought that was even like way worse than the first four guys. But I agree, with you. that's terrible. Yeah. Uh, Denno, do you have one for us this week? Yeah, so mine's uh, kind of TV. So if if you know me, I basically watch sports or I watch sports. So lately, lately with the mother-in-law being around, I'll come up for dinner, right? And she'll say, hey, let's put on the news. So now I'm watching the news. The news is so depressing. Oh, yeah. oh my God. I said, how can anyone not be depressed after listening to this. So Bart, I've decided something new. Bart, are, are you ready? Are ready. you ready? ready? I have a new show coming out. It's called Deno Good News. Not news, Bart. Bart, this is brilliant. This is going global. It's called Good News. It's only good news. We don't talk about all the bad stuff in the world. It's called Good News. <laughs> so Deno, I got uh I have bad news for you. <laughs> that show Already exists. Uh, John Krasinski, you know the guy from The Office? Yep. Yeah. He, during COVID, the same rant, like the same thing, he created the Good News Network and it became a, it became a viral hit. Is he Canadian? Is he Canadian? He sold it. He sold it for like gajillions. <laughs> he's he's, yeah, he sold it for gajillions. Well, you see. It was all based on good news. And he had all these like, these really like touching stories on there. Like, yeah, so you're just, you're only, but you're about four minutes, four months too late. But could Bart, have been you. Bart, this is Canadian Canadian wow. good news. Canadian good news. I'm not sure there's an audience for that. <laughs> I will uh, quickly leave us with my what drives you fucking crazy this week. If you're going to allow me to unsubscribe to your newsletters, then let me unsubscribe. So twice in the past week, one, Deno, from your beloved Yankees, who, I, who will not let me go. I am on a Domino's pizza subscription list and a Yankees.com subscription list. And I have, I have tried to unsubscribe a hundred times from both of them. And every time I get, Oh, we're sad to see you go, but you are now you've successfully unsubscribed. And like the sun rising in the East, the next day, my inbox is inundated of Domino's offers and the Yankees.com ticket offers that don't even exist because they fucking, there are no tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I just, how about this? If I hit unsubscribe and you tell me I've unsubscribed, stop sending me more emails. That's, That's how that should work. Bart, that's called guerrilla marketing. It's called guerrilla unbel- marketing. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and yet I feel like such a dummy. Every time I go and redo it again, I'm thinking, okay, well, what? But I'm not, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm going to have those emails for the rest of my life because I cannot unsubscribe for them. You know what the lesson of this story is? Never subscribe. Never, ever subscribe to anything. Yeah. Yeah, no, except, yeah. except good news. Except good news. Good, good news, Canada. Good news, Canada. Uh, all right. AOB. You want, want me to leave this? Want me to do AOB? I'll start us off. I don't have anything great. Uh, I don't have anything great either. Uh, other than I, I do feel it's timely to update my golfing uh, career oh. here in Hilton Head. God. And uh, it's not going well. I was with the oldies again on Friday. 
And I was with Coach Bobby Kramens was in my group. I believe he tried to recruit me for his uh, pickleball team. He, so he's still recruiting. And I, got, I actually got a text from tonight saying we're playing at 530. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it. But I would love to get – I will be on Bobby Kremen's pickleball team at some stage because uh, he likes me for my youth. He did say that. He's like, I, we need younger guys. So I'm like, okay, Bobby, I'll be there. Um, but I'm with these guys again. And in my group is Bobby Kremen's, who's 73, and Denny, who's 85. Denny uh, is six weeks removed from his latest hip surgery. Is this Denny Crum? Denny Crum? <laughs> it's not Denny Crum. Denny's dead. Denny Crum's dead. This Denny is not dead yet. But he's not far off. He's not far off. Uh, but I, and Denny was a great. He's a great guy. Here's the problem. So Denny beats me gross. And Denny was awesome. Like he was. He split every fairway. You know, with just a second shot, he'd leave a little bit short. So he was. He wasn't putt for birdie a lot. But I mean, Denny shot 85. I was 88. But the worst part was after the round when I begrudgingly dragged these guys in for a beer. Denny starts telling me how. He thinks this could be his last round because he just can't play the game anymore the way he wants to. <laughs> I, was, I said, I was a daddy. Listen, this can't be your last round. You can't go. Your last round of golf at 85 can't be beating me and you walking away from the game. So I'm like, I need to see. Play. You got to play. Again. You got to play again next week. Please play one more time. But I just couldn't believe he was so disgusted with his 85. That hit me hard. Actually, that hit me hard. <laughs> So that's where I'm at. That's where my golf game's at. <laughs> well, I, I had the opposite. I took down the youth in the uh, Westman Tennis Championship this last week. I beat Woo-hoo. the uh, 32-year-old and 35-year-old in the semis and the finals. And, uh, yeah, they, they were looking at me like I got this old guy. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was, I was on the other side of that. I was, I was quite, quite happy, quite, quite happy with the, with the event. Well, catch, you know what? That's good. You need, uh, I know COVID's been tough on you. Uh, so this is, you need some easy wins, which I is do. good. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. That makes you feel better. Thank you. Thank you. That makes you feel better about losing to an 85 year old, actually. <laughs> Daddy, you got anything for us before we wrap it up? Yeah. Again, it's just, I like to apologize last week. I was pretty aggressive on what was going to happen to the blue Jays. I like to apologize. They're going to smoke them Tuesday. They're going to spank them Wednesday. They're going to get up Thursday and smoke them on Thursday. Well, just a little high-level summary here. Final final three-game series, 43-15 to 15 for the Yankees. And the Yankees in 24 innings had 19 home runs. Um, this is not slow pitch. This is not slow pitch. Uh, they actually had Aaron Judge out. And they actually broke the record for most home runs ever, ever. I know. Ever? <laughs> ever in baseball three-game series after my rant. So they actually had three homers on three consecutive pitches. Like, like is, that, is that forever? Forever? Like Forever, forever. Like, that guy gave four home, five home runs in that inning. Like, coach, you got to take him out. Like, it's, it's not – like, in slow pitch, that's fine, right? That happens, whatever. But this is like Major League Baseball. You can't give up five home runs in one COVID inning. roster. Yeah. So anyways uh, – the Yankees had a bad night tonight, only won 12-1 against the Jays. <laughs> and the Jays are going to make the playoffs. I want to see who starts game two. More game importantly. Two or game three of that series. And we get Shoemaker back. We'll be fine. Shoemaker's coming back. Yeah, uh, okay. More importantly, but the Jays are going to win 46.5% of their games this year. So They are. That is, they are. That's a big win for me. I do need Cleveland to win three of their next six, by the way, to go over. Is that how many games they got left? Six? Is that right? Six. Well, yeah. Cleveland does. I think, yeah. I think the Marlins have 14 left. It, it, I think we need the Yankees. We need the Yankees to win the next six too, don't we? Don't? No, no, that, that's dead. But guys, the Yankees. So the Yankees won their ten game win streak. If they lose one of their games, that bets over. Like for for our, for our regular season, I'm going. I'm not jinxing it. So every game they came back or they, they won, 
Imagine they won like 19 in a row to cover that bet. <laughs> no. It didn't thank, happen. Thank well, how, how many more games do the Yankees have? Uh, six. Yeah, so I got 37 Five. half. They're at 32. They go to 38. It was a percent. It was 62 and a half percent. Oh, mine was 37 and a half. I know. Right now, right now, Toronto's staring at a trip to Tampa. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Right, so we got to get out of here. It's, we're right. an hour and 20 minutes for this. Is supposed to, I thought this had, I thought this was a 35 minute pod tonight. So no, we're we're out of here, and because we have no other exit, and even though Kawhi's in the playoffs, too, like we will have to come up with a different. Now the Raptors don't have the champs. We have to give a different exit. Maybe we go. Up, maybe we do. We finish with the uh, Denos. Uh, Denos opening squeals. Also- <laughs> <laughs> the montage. The yeah, squeal the montage. montage. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Till till then, Kawhi, take it away. <laughs> looks at the clock, turns the corner for the win. Yeah!